You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1399. The business itself conceptually is easy, but it's very easy not to make money in wholesaling, right? Yep. And you need the systems, you need the tools, you need structure, you need those components mm-hmm. to make it a machine, right? Because ideally, we all want to do other things. Yep. I love the income that comes from wholesaling and flipping, but also I love what you and I talked about. I love coaching. I love giving back, speaking from stage, having a podcast, etc. If you're eyeball deep in your business all day long, yep. you can't do that. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. It is your host, Brent Daniels, and you are listening to the number one podcast when it comes to the instruction that you need to wholesale real estate. Now, each and every week, we have the absolute pleasure to interview people, the top people from around the country that maybe maybe they're top because they just got their first deal. Maybe they're in the military and they're doing this first time and they just got their first $25,000 check. Or maybe they have been staples in the industry for years and years and years. And it is my pleasure on this podcast to introduce one of those guys that has been in front and on stage and around and coaching people since 2014, at least with this podcast, The Science of Flipping, is Mr. Justin Colby. Welcome to the podcast. What's up, man? So happy to be here. This is uh, this is impressive. You guys are absolutely crushing it. I'm very honored that you had me here. Yeah, well, it's funny because I get this all the time with podcasts or videos or whatever. Why is all the people, why are all the people that do podcasts or coaching or whatever all in Phoenix, Arizona? Because you live just down the road. Dude, it's really quite impressive. I'll be honest. Like We're all in one area. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a lot of masterminds and you are too. And I run one and it's like literally half of our mastermind is coming from Phoenix. It's really insane. And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I get asked all the time. Well, large part, this is a great city to be an investor in. I mean, you have great flip properties. You have great buy and hold properties. You have an expansive city. So, you know, you take that mix, the right mix. And then, you know, for us entrepreneurs, or I think you called yourself something else, infopreneur, (laughs) right? You kind of get real estate and you're like, okay, what else? What else can I build? Where else can I go? And being able to give back is obviously something you believe in and you know something i believe in as well and so so the site this is funny justin because literally i remember i was in my acura i was a real estate agent i was showing houses in surprise i was listening to the science of flipping (laughs) podcast yeah because i'm telling you it was probably 2015 yeah and you and sean terry were really the only two that I had found that was really easy to talk about investing in real estate. Right. Or, you know, they had some of the rich dad stuff and some of the bigger, bigger organizations, but you were, you guys were more nitty gritty kind of going over everything. Yeah. And it was really interesting. And I always wondered, wanted to ask you why the science of flipping? Great why, question. Why, do you, why did you name it that? How did that come about? Like, what is that? You hit on the head. So I called our friend, Sean. Yep. And... He's like, you need to do this, bro. Get on the page, get a podcast out there. People want to hear what you have to say. I'm like, cool. He's like, bro, you could name it whatever you want, you know, flip your freedoms work, but like do something like the science of flipping, do something. And I'm like, do you mind if I just steal that? And I give him the credit. Like he was like, yeah, dude, that's what, if I had to do it over again, I'd call it the science. I was like, 
Yep. That's what my podcast is going to be Love because it. there is like a scientific component. Like if you keep your business structured mm-hmm. and for me, my, my podcast is about like the systems, the tools, the technology that can help systemize your business. Mm-hmm. So I always talk about that, whether you're a rehab or whether you're a wholesaler, it doesn't matter. There's always systems you need to follow. Yeah. And so I kind of put that together as a formula. And from there, I've been able to like gain a lot of traction because it just appeals to people, right? Now, is that is that formula something that is just for flipping? Yeah. Is that for wholesaling? Is that for buy and hold? I mean, when we look at every deal, right? Yeah. And we're sourcing these deals because that's our job, yeah. right? That's the value we provide as we source real estate opportunities. You either flip it, you hold it, you wholesale it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, is there different formulas for each one? Are you just talking, was your podcast mainly just about flipping? Interesting. When I started, it was about rehabbing, yep. flipping, yep. right? So I kind of cut. So I started flipping in 07 here in Phoenix, mm-hmm. but I did it inverse. You teach wholesaling first. I started flipping first, yep. right? I don't know why, because wholesaling wasn't really a thing yet. Right. So I started with that. So my first probably 20 episodes are all about systemizing rehab, flipping, contractors, paperwork, right? Payment schedules, you name it. Mm-hmm. And as I got into wholesaling, then it has transitioned over time into predominantly wholesale podcast episodes yep. about the systems of wholesaling because the business itself conceptually is easy, but it's very easy not to make money in wholesaling, right? Yep. And you need the systems, you need the tools, you need structure, you need those components mm-hmm. to make it a machine, right? Because ideally we all want to do other things. Yep. I love the income that comes from wholesaling and flipping, but also, I love what you and I talked about. I love coaching. I love giving back, speaking from stage, having a podcast, etc. If you're eyeball deep in your business all day long, yep. you can't do that. Yep. Right? And so to be able oh, to build that lifestyle, right? I think it's one of those like Gary V self-awareness things, right? That's it. You know, if you're going to be focused, if you truly want to be a real estate investor, yeah. right? I think that fundamentally having a wholesale business is absolute because you're you're sourcing your own deals. Once you're able to source your own deals, then you have the you have the options to go any way you want with them, yeah. right? And, and a real estate investor truly is somebody that either buys and sells these property, but more traditionally owns a lot of property, totally. has a portfolio of properties that they're actually either paying down debt or getting cash flow or you know having these things free and clear and just having a, you know increasing their net worth every single month but a lot of people think that wholesaling is real estate investing it's not yeah and, and that's because we as a voice yourself myself max sean kent and anyone who has a voice has really brought this to limelight like mm-hmm. this is now the predominant way to invest primarily because you don't necessarily need credit mm-hmm. as like the old school days invest with no credit no right and you don't need money. Yeah. So it is the better way to get into the industry. Is it the end all be all? No, because it's really just like a kind of a cash stick, right? Like you can create a bunch of cash, you can make a bunch of money, yep. but then you want to take your money and reinvest it, whether it's into rehabbing, whether it's in a buy and hold, multi-unit, et cetera, mm-hmm. because especially on the buy and hold and multi-unit, now you gain your wealth, you gain your lifestyle, you have you know, something that truthfully, that's why we all do it. Yeah. Right. We all do this business. So ultimately, at the end of the day, when we're 65 using an old school number that is yeah. totally arbitrary, yeah. we can be like, oh, we have 4,000 units. Right. We don't have to do anything ever. Right. Ideally, I'd like that by 45. Right. I'm 38 right now. So I'm hoping by 45, I can get to that place with 4,000 units. Well, I'm going to be a little aggressive, but <laughs> okay. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Where, you know, I can basically kind of chalk it up and say, okay, I Got can it. go add a couple hundred here, a hundred there and not have to worry. Okay. Got it. 
So I remember listening to your podcast right. back in the day. There's always the origin stories, right? Yeah. You know, there's always, you know, mine. I, I, I was a real estate, I owned a real estate company and I signed an office lease in 2008 and yeah. it went down. So now I'm personally guaranteed for $742,000, right? The whole thing, right? Oh, yeah. You had an origin story. I believe you were, you were on uh, a buddy's couch. Oh, yeah. Living. The couch story. It's a good one. You were living like, Oh, I was destitute. I was, right. I call it broke, busted, and disgusted. Right. I mean, I was out. So I got into, I graduated UCLA at 2003. Okay. I've never been employed. Yeah. And I'll get to that in a second, yeah. but I've never been employed. I always owned my own company, yep. went directly into sales. Then I got into real estate with a buddy who wanted to start a brokerage, mm-hmm. went and took my real estate license, started this brokerage. That brokerage is still around today in the number one producer of Marin County and Sonoma County. Awesome. I'm no longer part of it. Awesome. Right. But during that time, we were selling new home builds. I was an order taker, dude. I built no skill yeah. around it. People would come in. I'd have 36 offers. I'd say, all right, which one's the highest one? Yep, you get this home, yep. right? I mean, there was no skill involved. Right. So when the market crashed, I had nothing to lean back on, mm-hmm. which is why I'm so passionate about teaching and you are too, like system, structure, skill, like anyways. So then I lose everything. I have a $500,000 condo, $100,000 car, a $40,000 on credit card debt, that I would pay off in every month, spend again mm-hmm. because I was making a ton of money. Yeah. As was everyone at that moment, yeah. right? Yep. But I didn't create any skill level. Well, so I lost everything. My home went to foreclosure, credit card debt by funny story about the repo man that I could get into a little bit later, but ran away from the repo man for some time. Yeah. Uh, actually drove my car across state lines, gave it to my business partner. Mm-hmm. He gave me his. Yeah. That's a federal crime, just yeah. so we're clear. Okay. Once you cross do state that. line, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, when they started knocking on my family's door, that's when I was like, all right, you can have my car now. Yeah. But it took them a while. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But yeah, I was out. So I called my buddy. I was, you know, at the time I was 26, 25. In my head, I was like, I'm too old to go back home. Okay. In my head. Yep. Now I respect people that make that decision. But for me, it was not the right decision because mm-hmm. I knew I could be great. Right. I knew where I'm at today. I can get there. Yeah. Uh, my buddy said, hey, dude, sure. You can sleep on my couch for a little bit. He was thinking like, couple weeks a month yeah that was a strong nine month stint where one in san francisco in the bay area yeah meanwhile i'm broke busted and disgusted ttp i wish you were around (laughs) because all i could do was cold call sure i literally would get onto zillow Mm -hmm. or redfin or wherever or realtor.com say hey nice listing it's not exactly for me do you have anything that is coming up that you could send me first yeah kind of just knowing the game right but I would cold call. And that's yeah. why I'm such an advocate of TTP and I'll yeah. promote it anywhere because yeah. it really is the best, cheapest way to get in the business, right? Oh, absolutely. And so that's how I cut my teeth. And so finally, I got a realtor that saw the vision and got us our first deal nine months into cold calling, second deal a month later and started this whole thing, right? So were you wholesaling those deals or did you bring it to an Remember transactional funding? Yeah. Yeah. So I was using transactional funding. Yeah. So the realtor understood I was going to close on it. Explain to everybody that doesn't know what the yeah, transactional Yeah, so transactional funding is back, but basically it's 24-hour money, 72-hour money max. Yeah. Really, it's like hour-long money. Right. So technically, it's incredibly expensive because you usually pay two points or yep. so for that money. So if you're getting a $300,000 loan, that's six grand for an hour. I know. Right? Yep. Really expensive. But when you you're better making, have a big spread. Yeah. When you're making 20 or 30 grand, you say, okay, whatever. So that's how we used it. Uh, the realtor understood it. So not only would he find me the home, he'd find the buyer for the home. Because at that time, it was a short sell time. So people were still getting homes. They're still buying homes because they were going down. Yeah. 
So that's what we were doing. We weren't renovating it, but it was wholesaling to a certain extent because it was just a double close. But you you double closed. I just double closed yeah. it, right? Yeah. It was just really expensive money. Yeah. So like my first deal, we made seven grand awesome. after fees, costs, sure. whatever. Second deal, we made seven grand. So how'd that feel though? Oh, the confidence. How the first seven? Right. That's it. This is what I talk about a lot on this is it, it's that bridge that you cross from faith, which faith is fantastic, that's which it. you talked about before. You knew you know what? I can win. I yeah. knew that that's that identity part of you, right? Yeah. That that castle inside you that says, I can win that faith. And then you cross that bridge over to it being a fact. That's it. Dude, now well, you got to believe it. I say it all the time. You believe it before you can see it. Sure. It's faith. Sure. You have to believe it. Yeah. And in our space, it's very discouraging for educators like ourselves when you have someone that has what it takes, but just they can't overcome that hurdle of been 30 days. It's been 60 days. It took me nine months mm-hmm. of cold calling. Mm-hmm. By the way, there's no mojo. Mm-hmm. There's no call tools. Right. There's not even a list, yeah. right? It's literally like on the internet, John, hey, John, what, you know? Yep. So, but that's the, you know, everyone in this world can do what we do. Yep. You have to have the fortitude and you have to believe it before you see it mm-hmm. because it's so real. It's so easy. It's so legal, ethical, all that stuff, right? You just have to work. Yep. And I think that's a lot of what I talk about is like, you are going to tell them exactly what to do. Yep. So am I. Yep. And we don't hide anything. Yep. I've listened to you. Like the yep. reason why I'm here is because we were just talking about, I'm like, yep. I'm watching you. This is yep. incredible. Yeah. Like everything we lay out for you, you just actually now have to do it. Mm-hmm. So put forth the effort. And a lot of people get too discouraged, right? What advice would you give to somebody to be proactive, yeah. to take action on these things? You know what I mean? Like what's something that helped you? Or maybe it was just, you were just down. I mean, yeah. you were rock bottom. And That's you right. To, Can't get any there, lower. There something, I mean, Let's say after you get past that first deal, how do you keep building the momentum? Yeah. How do you get to the point where seven years later you're having you know a top podcast and yeah. you're coaching and you masterminds with some of the most brilliant real estate investors in the country? You yeah. know what I mean? Totally. So a lot of it's internal, right? Yep. You got to want more. And there's a lot of people out there that are okay being okay. Yep. And by the way, that's okay. Yep. I'm okay with all that. Yeah. I just have always wanted more, right? Yeah. Not that I was destitute as a kid and I always had what I wanted, but I also understood like my family didn't have the ability to get more. Sure. Right. And yeah. so I've always wanted more. I always knew I could achieve more and it's kind of internal. Now I fuel my internal flame with a lot of studying, self-development, work development. I just hired a personal business coach again. I put my money where my mouth is, yeah. right? Like I do coaching and masterminds and people pay me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I do the same, very same thing with much higher level business people. Little less in real estate specific, sure. more business, entrepreneurship, growing. Like I own seven different companies, mm-hmm. not all in the real estate space. How do I do that, right? I need to learn from someone who knows how to do that. Yeah. So my point to all that is that fuels my fire, right? So I have a ritual in the morning. I wake up and I finish my stuff that I need to get on personally yeah. first. Yeah. Along with that are like, what does that mean? Your stuff. So if there's like, like a mental thing, like a, I will either watch any video, like training videos or whatever, and or read in the morning. Got it. I want to get kind of fired up. What time are you waking up? 6am. Okay. So I'm not the crazy like 4am and I conquer the world. Yeah. But I handle all that kind of stuff so that by the time 839 and people are getting going. Yep. I've finished my personal. There's no like excuses during the day yeah. for me not to achieve what I want to achieve. Got it. Right. Yep. So I'm reading. If there's any videos I need to be watching, I'm doing that. 
if there's any podcast potentially I need to be putting on, I potentially record it right then and there in the morning. Yeah. Slam a cup of coffee, get going, and, right? Yeah. But now I have no excuse for not actually putting forth the work. Got it. Right? A lot of people make excuse for that. Oh, this happened. Oh, that happened. Well, just remove it. Put it in your personal time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's part of what I do. I'm a massive advocate of just continuing learning. Like I'm an audiobook fanatic. Mm-hmm. I utilize the gym for that. Yep. Uh, I use, so 20 minutes, I do cardio. Yeah. Well, instead of listening to Drake or Rick Ross or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going audiobook business yeah. book, right? Consistently trying to learn to become better. Yeah. And that's what fuels me, man. And, and this industry is a blessed industry. I mean, there's just so much money you can earn if you just put some systems to it. Yep. And you're big on that. Yep. Like, I use this analogy. You got to put on the helmet and shoulder pads to get on the field. Yep. And too many people right now are like kind of wanting it without doing it, right? They want to hire the lead manager. They want to hire the acquisition manager, disposition manager, not even the right name, specialist. Manager shouldn't even be a part of that name. But then they don't want to do the work. Yeah. That's where I'm having some discongruity. Yeah. That's All right. What, right? We'll, give it, All right. we'll give it to you. Is this incongruent with what I kind of believe, which is you got to do the work to put money in your pocket. Well, I tell everybody, even joining TTP or just watching this on, uh, if you're listening to this, make sure you watch this on the YouTube channel, Brent Daniels Real Estate. Definitely worth the watch. It's it's always good to see and put a face with a voice. But I always tell people, you need to talk to a thousand strangers mm-hmm. and ask them if they consider an offer on their property. Yeah. Because that's a skill that you'll never lose. Ever. You know what I mean? Ever. And after yeah. you have that, then you know what people are going through when you're hiring them. Not just the skills and communication styles and these things here, but also what's going through in their head. Yeah. Is it raining outside? Is that throwing them off? You know what I mean? Is it is it turning? Is it winter? Is it darker? Is there certain things that, that attack the mindset of somebody making the calls and being consistent? For sure. You need to know what the, what's going through in their head. There's no way to just fake that. You have to actually do it. Yeah. And that's where there's people that just want to be able to get rich quick, right? Yeah. That's not this industry. This industry can get you very rich and then even wealthy, but you got to put forth that work. And one of the things that is out there right now is about building big businesses. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate it. And I've, I've watched Grant Cardone. I watched Gary Vee and I respect the living daylights out of him. Yeah. I, I've been, I don't know if blessed is the right word because I cut big checks, yeah. but I've been able to spend personal time with both those individuals. Yeah, yeah sure. They're awesome. Yeah. They're dynamic. They're massively successful. But when you're just getting started, you got to do the work. You're seeing Gary Vee and Grant Cardone now. You're seeing Brent and Justin now. Mm-hmm. Not when I was on a couch, cold calling realtors yep. and had no money for anything. You yep. didn't see me then. I wasn't I, exposed. So I think before everyone's worried about growing big and creating a bunch of income and I want to go do a million dollars my first year. I respect it. I respect the, the desire, mm-hmm. right? The vision. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to execute. And that's what's missing. Start right? with the first deal. Start, Go get one. Start with the first deal. And, you know, you and I both fully talk about Deal Machine as yeah. such an incredible service. Yeah. Like that wasn't there when we started. Holy Christ! Yeah. I would have stopped cold calling. I would have door knocked because guess what? One thing people don't want to do: door knock. They don't want to go to the doors. So just go do it. Yeah. Right. Go where other it's people. Still aren't. talking to people. I mean, listen. You're either talking to them face to face. You're talking to them on the phone. That's right. You know what I mean. And. There is some argument that, well, texting and these voicemails and voicemail, voicemail and all this. And I get it. It works, certainly. But at if some you, point, you're going to have to get them on the phone. That's what I'm going to say. It works if it draws them in for you to get on the phone. Like, I do texting. Our team does texting. Yep. The second there's two responses by the seller, mm-hmm. you have to call them. That's yep. my rule in the office. Yep. You call them. So if I'm the seller and you said, you, I want to buy your home. And I say, 
well, how much did you offer? And you say, well, I don't know yet. I need to look at some, you know, construction costs. Yeah. But are you interested in selling? I say, well, I'm interested if it's the right number. Yeah. By that second reply by the seller, you have to call, call me. 100%. Talking to people. 100%. This is why I'm, I'm such an advocate of what yeah. you have going on. I firmly believe it, and you're a great trainer for it. But so, so just to let everybody know, just so that they can know, and listen, this is just ballpark, but deals in your lifetime, yeah. how many do you think you've done? I'm pushing 1,400. 1,400 deals. Guys. That's the combination. 1,400 deals, okay? So this is this is going back. And this is, listen, it was a build up, build up, build up, build up. Oh, God. To the point, you know, where now, 12 years later, yeah. you're still doing it. Yeah. You're coaching it. You're running. What mastermind? Tell boardroom. everybody about it. Boardroom mastermind. Okay. So Kent Clothier and myself run the boardroom mastermind. Okay. It is roughly 100 investors across the nation. Yep. We have a, what we call boardroom would be more for newbies. Okay. Anyone's doing, you know, zero to 10 deals a year. Yep. Uh, then we have boardroom elite, which would be much more like you're racking in, you know, 250 grand a year to all the way up to north of a million. Yep. And then we have what we call billionaire boardroom, yep. which would be the million dollar earner type of thing. Much more experiential. Mm-hmm. You get access to all the boardrooms, but we also go travel together and create those experiential relationships and moments because at the end of the day, that's what we all do it for, right? Like it's great to make a million dollars a year, but if you don't go experience and go do things and travel and who cares about the money, money's pointless, right? If you can't do those things. So that's what we do there. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. And I just got off of creating an iBuyer company, which that has really been intense. Like I was sitting in at a desk full of explain everybody what an iBuyer is. Yeah. So an iBuyer, open door, offer pad, Zillow, they tend to buy homes at a higher price, have a smaller rehab cost, mm-hmm. tend to, mm-hmm. and then resell it back on the market. So they're rehabbers to an extent. They just have very cheap money is yeah. the best way of explaining it, right? Got they don't it. have hard money. They have like very cheap money, yeah. right? So it's venture capitalized. Yep. And so they can run a much, much thinner margins. And everyone's talking about, are they profitable? I don't it doesn't really matter if they're profitable or not. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they're going to create a very, very massive business. And that's what I just spent the last 10 months of my life doing, yep. which was great. I mean, we were running north of 30 deals a month in San Diego, Inland Empire, Los Angeles, Phoenix, and Dallas. Mm. And that's how my numbers have rapidly, sure. even you know how many deals I've been a part of. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's been, talk about a learning curve there. That's out of our space. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we got small little businesses, right? But th- there's that argument, stay small, keep it all. Like what they're growing can be incredible. Yeah. But dude, I was literally the eighth person brought into the company. There's 68 by the time I left. Oh, oh. you saw it. I introduced it. I, I have my whole family working for me. <laughs> I've got awesome. my mom doing the books. I got my yeah. dad running the day to day. I mean, it's just fantastic. Keep it small, keep it all. And it's one of those like wealth principles that's like, if you want to keep your wealth in your family, Hire your family. <laughs> totally. It's great. You know what I mean? So. Well, and then one thing I would tell you is you're an advocate of this. I think anyone that I've gotten to the point in my life, like there's always someone that knows it better. There's yep. always someone that's growing it bigger, growing it slower, growing it, perfecting it. If you're out there watching this, listening to this, like stick with Brent. He's guiding you the right way. He, because I firmly, I just cut a huge check for a coach. I do this every year, whether it's a mastermind, a coach. Because I firmly believe there's stuff I don't yet know. Oh, yeah. And what kind of multiple can I get back on? Mm-hmm. And people are always like, oh, I really want to be able to do wholesaling. I really, you're teaching it, dude. Yeah. And for you listeners, you like stick here because yeah. now it's just about you implementing what he's suggesting to do. And, and I think it's really, really massively important. Thank you. Yeah, dude. 
How do people get uh, more info yeah. on? Obviously, he's got the podcast, The Science of Flipping. Yeah, science and flipping. Um, I, guess I think social media nowadays yeah. is probably the best way. So, yeah. like Instagram is the Justin Colby. Uh, my personal Facebook has five thousand friends. Right. So you got to go to my public figure page, which is the Justin Colby, and YouTube has a weird name, Justin Colby VP. Okay. I don't know how I created it that way or what happened there, but so yeah, Instagram is probably the best. Yeah. Um, it'll point you in all different directions and I'll tell you where to go. And, but, uh, the Justin Colby, I'm happy to give away as much as I possibly can, awesome. um, to help you guys out. Awesome. Dude. Thank you for that. Thank you for having me. And if you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, you know what it is. It is the TTP program. Go to wholesalinginc.com, scroll down, check out what it's about, check out all the testimonials. You're going to have to keep scrolling for a while. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. And I look forward to working with you personally. And that is it. Yeah. We're out of here. Thank you guys again for listening. I encourage you always to talk to people. Love you. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.